Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think stretchy jeans have ruined the great American ass. I would like to move... Away from stretchy jeans. Now, the great American ass, is that a specific hind end? Or, or is, is it like a theme? Is that like the American work ethic or what? Not familiar with the term. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Certainly well, lighter fare. You can say what you want about uh, jeans with a little stretch in them. They, uh, one of the great blessings bestowed. They're proof that God loves us and he wants us to be happy. <laughs> to the ash chief history. That's right, Mr. Senator, uh, sir. Oh, boy. So uh, a couple of things before we get to that. Another, uh, we got some more information from Ukraine, really interesting things. Ah, the international coalition not getting weaker, Vlad. They're getting stronger. How interesting. I wonder how you feel there in your corner. Uh, so more on that, but a couple more COVID notes. We were just talking a few minutes ago about how it is uniform that the bluer the more liberal your town or county is, the more they're clinging to masks in schools. I'll bet this is true because I saw it for the voting for Biden or Trump. If your county has a Whole Foods, you're wearing your mask. If you have a Cracker Barrel, you're not. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet that That is. was the biggest predictor of whether you were a Trump county or a Biden county. Yeah, you got a Whole Foods or a Cracker Barrel. And my county has a, has a Whole Foods and no Cracker Barrel. I wish we had a Cracker Barrel because I love Cracker Barrel. There's nothing they make that isn't freaking delicious that I wouldn't eat right now. There are times this country makes me insane, but I sure do love it. Anyway, Michael, get the uh, Gavin Newsom clip about the uh, the the COVID crackdowns uh, ready for in a little bit. Uh, I forgot to ask Michael to get ready. Sorry, folks. But anyway, uh, so speaking of COVID and that sort of thing. Oh, oh, and I need to make the point again. The blue districts that are saying, yes, we're going to keep our mask on even after the state drops our mandates, even though thousands, tens of thousands of schools around the country haven't had masks on the little kids for a year and a half. And there's been no negatives to it. They're still going to force little kids to mask up. And the umbrella over this next story is the fact that little kids can't even conceivably properly wear masks so the smallish effect that masks might have among children who are practically impregnable to the covid it's non-existent it is there can be nothing more abusive and idiotic than putting little kids like preschoolers in masks okay keep that in mind story out of the san diego area friends it starts with stephanie and richard uh, they recently told their four-year-old son about the importance of not talking to strangers. Only days later, state regulators came to the child's preschool, isolated him in a room away from his teachers and friends, and asked him questions about masking. His parents and many others at the preschool were furious. Here's what happened. This Aspen Leaf Preschool, which operates three different locations in the San Diego area, word had reached the state there were reports that they were not enforcing mask regulations on the tiny little kids who are impregnable to the virus practically and can't possibly wear their masks properly. And so the folks at uh, Aspen Leaf uh, allegedly were not enforcing the mandate. So the state sent like in... a lot of schools. Right. So the state sent in the mask police. 
and they took the children aside and they started asking one-year-olds. What? Two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds. Right, there's this, uh, I'll actually get to the one-year-old, it's just astonishing. Have they been asking you to wear your masks, kids? How much do you wear your masks? Do they let you take your masks off? Tiny little children. Said the first family we cited earlier, this gross abuse of power is shameful and unacceptable for many reasons. The people who ordered this to be done and those who participated should be held responsible. And by the way, the people who are, who are interviewing the children and the way they were, are that's only supposed to be authorized in extreme cases like alleged child abuse. Yeah, I was going to say that's because uh, I know the testimony of really little kids is uh, very questionable in you know court settings because of, have you ever had a one-year-old or a two-year-old? Oh. <laughs> Their stories about what just happened can change from an elephant flew into the room to mommy did it to i mean just <laughs> it's pretty hilarious but um this is an example of the way bureaucracies work where the reason for what you're doing something gets lost in the like the paperwork of well this is a rule we need to make sure people are following the rules so we got to double down on making sure people are following the rules without right. being able to look at the you know force for the trees of the the what are we trying to accomplish here now normally i don't enunciate people's names because i'm not i don't want anybody doxxed or hurt or threatened or anything like that but when you stand up and you defend the indefensible and it's in the news i'm going to go ahead so Kevin Gaines, Deputy Director of Child Care Licensing, wrote to one angry Aspen Leaf parent, regulators, quote, determined that the interviews were conducted in an appropriate manner and were a necessary component of the required complaint investigation. I hate you. I hate you. I and know. if you did that to my kid, I would be so crazed with anger. Connie Wu's daughter was not yet two years old when she was interviewed by regulators in January. Ms. Wu doesn't know what happened in the room or how her daughter felt because her daughter is too young to say. Sure. She's, quote, she's not developmentally able to tell me. She doesn't have the vocabulary to be able to talk about being interviewed by a stranger. And yet that stranger is so utterly stupid, unwise, obsessed. I can't even imagine the mind of a human who would try to get evidence from a less than two-year-old. Hey, here's some evidence. You want you get some evidence. You want to gather evidence, and this will be easier to gather than interviewing two-year-olds. Do some Googling around about any of the studies of the danger of COVID to children and the efficacy of mask wearing. Do that. Gather that evidence, and I think by the end of the day, you'll realize it's a waste of your time to enforce this crap. Right. You're a, you're a religious cultist. Yeah. You're superstitious. There's something wrong with you. You have no facts on your side, you child abusers. Well, it's become a government calls the shots, I'm a believer in government thing, I guess. I don't know. I think so. An obsession with safety and Trump, made, uh, Trump derangement syndrome. But so anyway, that uh, that's that. It's just they issued Aspen Leaf a Type A citation, by the way, the most severe violation type, because they let tiny little children who can't wear masks not wear masks. I I am not a violent man. I want to punch somebody. My my guess would be because I have uh, lived this experience. I'll be vague. My guess would be all the parents know that. 
All the parents know they're not enforcing the mask thing, and they're perfectly cool with it. In fact, yes. they prefer it. That yes. would be my guess. Now, we're going to run a little late. What else is new? But uh, I wanted to get to something else that we mentioned earlier, but it's absolutely worth hitting again. Um, Jack, I'll leave it up to you. Do you want to do the, do this now or take a quick break and come back? The the utter dishonesty of some governors citing COVID statistics. Okay, yeah, let's do that when we come back. I'll throw yeah. this in here since we were just talking about masks. The TSA has just announced they're going to extend the mask mandate for planes. Are planes one of the safest places you can be? I've heard a thousand times. Over Documented over and over and over again. Yes. Uh, but you are going to have to wear your mask on a plane at least until April 18th. The uh, the requirement was set to expire March 18th, but they've extended it for at least another month. They've been extending it on a month-by-month basis. I'm guessing that's lawyers saying you better not. What's the downside to extending it? I hate you. I hope you get a painful skin condition. <laughs> I hope your eyes hurt. Uh, we've got more coming up. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Ongoing different views about masks. I uh, We know of schools where they haven't been wearing masks for weeks. And we've got schools that have decided to double down on the mask mandate even beyond what the state is mandating. For instance, San Juan Unified Students, um, they're, uh, they're ending theirs. Part of the You're let- just ending them now? Signed all the red states. Yeah. Uh no longer required to wear a mask after March 12th, which is when the state drops the mandate that you can freely ignore, by the way, and nothing happens to you. Um, however, SAC Unified, Sacramento City Unified, is going to keep the student mask mandate through spring break at least. Well, keep- Davis is keeping it through mid-April, right? Correct. Well, to allow time to transition. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's great transition. My mask is on. Now it's off. That's funny. That's exactly Now what, it's on again. That's what my kids did. Now it's off. My I'm transitioning. Wait, 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 wait. You'll love this one. Uh, my mask is on. Uh, now it's off. One of my kids said, oh, I'm going to transition right now. Watch this. He just took off one ear, the other. There you go. There you go. <laughs> that didn't take weeks, did it? You I know. Freaking nut jobs. I keep seeing this stuff about... Um, <clears throat> I know this comes with a lot of fear for a lot of people. What? And, and you know, maybe you resent being called a freaking nut job by a talk radio guy. All of the facts are on my side. All of the science, the experience of st- schools and students across America and around the world are entirely on my side. You are freaking psychos. Signed, Joe Getty. <laughs> Um, so I'm just, you know, I just tell my son, you know, you wear your mask for one more month and it'll be over and then you'll never think about it again. And life could be a lot worse. Let's turn on the TV and watch Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, let's see. I'm looking at this. Uh, oh yeah. Prop 47, uh, Kevin Kiley, among others, tried to get prop of 47 repealed in the assembly and the public safety committee just shot it down. 
that 47 was the one that uh, made uh, theft up to $950 a misdemeanor, meaning it's a jaywalking ticket, essentially. You clear off the rack of handbags or coats or whatever with your gang. Uh, it's a jaywalking ticket. And uh, Kylie and others said, hey, this has led to rampant crime. Well, your assembly just said, oh, no, no, it's fine. In fact, they said locking thieves up and throwing away the key doesn't work. Yeah, it kind of does. Why are, they, why are they locking up my toothpaste? Yeah. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think stretchy jeans have ruined the great American ass. I would like to move away from stretchy jeans. Now, the great American ass, is that a specific hind end? Or, or is, is it like a theme? Is that like the American work ethic or what? Not familiar with the term. Maybe we'll talk about that later. Certainly well, lighter fare. You can say what you want about uh, jeans with a little stretch in them. They, uh, one of the great blessings bestowed. They're proof that God loves us and he wants us to be happy. <laughs> to that ash cheap history. That's right, Mr. Senator, uh, sir. Oh, boy. So uh, a couple of things before we get to that. Another, uh, we got some more information from Ukraine. Really interesting things. Ah, the international coalition not getting weaker, Vlad. They're getting stronger. How interesting. I wonder how you feel there in your corner. Uh, so more on that. But a couple more COVID notes. We were just talking a few minutes ago about how it is uniform that the bluer, the more liberal your town or county is, the more they're clinging to masks in schools. I'll bet this is true because I saw it for the voting for Biden or Trump. If your county has a Whole Foods, you're wearing your mask. If you have a Cracker Barrel, you're not. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet that That was the biggest predictor of whether you were a Trump county or a Biden county. You got a Whole Foods or a Cracker Barrel. And my county has a a Whole Foods and no Cracker Barrel. I wish we had a Cracker Barrel because I love Cracker Barrel. There's nothing they make that isn't freaking delicious that I wouldn't eat right now. There are times this country makes me insane, but I sure do love it. Anyway, Michael, get the uh, Gavin Newsom clip about the uh, the the COVID crackdowns uh, ready for in a little bit. Uh, I forgot to ask Michael to get ready. Sorry, folks. But anyway, uh, so speaking of COVID and that sort of thing. Oh, oh, and I need to make the point again. The blue districts that are saying, yes, we're going to keep our mask on even after the state drops our mandates, even though thousands, tens of thousands of schools around the country haven't had masks on the little kids for a year and a half. And there's been no negatives to it they're still going to force little kids to mask up and the umbrella over this next story is the fact that little kids can't even conceivably properly wear masks so the smallish effect that masks might have among children who are practically impregnable to the covid it's non-existent it is there can be nothing more abusive and idiotic than putting little kids like preschoolers in masks okay Keep that in mind. Story out of the San Diego area, friends. It starts with Stephanie and Richard. Uh, They recently told their four-year-old son about the importance of not talking to strangers. Only days later, 
state regulators came to the child's preschool, isolated him in a room away from his teachers and friends, and asked him questions about masking. His parents and many others at the preschool were furious. Here's what happened. This Aspen Leaf Preschool, which operates three different locations in the San Diego area, word had reached the state. There were reports that they were not enforcing mask regulations on the tiny little kids who are impregnable to the virus practically and can't possibly wear their masks properly. And so the folks at uh, Aspen Leaf allegedly were not enforcing the mandate. So the state sent in a lot of schools. Right. So the state sent in the mask police and they took the children aside and they started asking one year olds. What? Two-year-olds, three-year-olds, four-year-olds. Right, there's this... uh, I'll actually get to the one-year-old. It's just astonishing. Have they been asking you to wear your masks, kids? How much do you wear your masks? Do they let you take your masks off? Tiny little children. Said the first family we cited earlier, this gross abuse of power is shameful and unacceptable for many reasons. The people who ordered this to be done and those who participated should be held responsible. And by the way, the people who are, who are interviewing the children and the way they were, are that's only supposed to be authorized in extreme cases like alleged child abuse. Yeah, I was going to say that's because uh, I know the testimony of really little kids is uh, very questionable in you know court settings because of, have you ever had a one-year-old or a two-year-old? Oh. <laughs> Their stories about what just happened can change from an elephant flew into the room to mommy did it to i mean just <laughs> it's pretty hilarious but um this is an example of the way bureaucracies work where the reason for what you're doing something gets lost in the like the paperwork of well this is a rule we need to make sure people are following the rules so we got to double down on making sure people are following the rules without right. being able to look at the you know force for the trees of the the what are we trying to accomplish here now normally i don't enunciate people's names because i'm not i don't want anybody doxxed or hurt or threatened or anything like that but when you stand up and you defend the indefensible and it's in the news i'm going to go ahead so Kevin Gaines, Deputy Director of Child Care Licensing, wrote to one angry Aspen Leaf parent, regulators, quote, determined that the interviews were conducted in an appropriate manner and were a necessary component of the required complaint investigation. I hate you. I hate I you. And if you did that to my kid, I would be so crazed with anger. Connie Wu's daughter was not yet two years old when she was interviewed by regulators in January. Ms. Wu doesn't know what happened in the room or how her daughter felt because her daughter is too young to say. Sure. She's, quote, she's not developmentally able to tell me. She doesn't have the vocabulary to be able to talk about being interviewed by a stranger. And yet that stranger is so utterly stupid, unwise, obsessed. I can't even imagine the mind of a human who would try to get evidence from a less than two-year-old. Hey, here's some evidence. You want you get some evidence. You want to gather evidence, and this will be easier to gather than interviewing two-year-olds. Do some Googling around about any of the studies of the danger of COVID to children and the efficacy of mask wearing. Do that. Gather that evidence, and I think by the end of the day, you'll realize it's a waste of your time to enforce this crap.
Right. You're a, you're a religious cultist. Yeah. You're superstitious. There's something wrong with you. You have no facts on your side, you child abusers. Well, it's become a government calls the shots, I'm a believer in government thing, I guess. I don't know. I think so. An obsession with safety and Trump Trump derangement syndrome. But so anyway, that uh, that's that. It's just they issued Aspen Leaf a type A citation, by the way, the most severe violation type, because they let tiny little children who can't wear masks not wear masks. I, I am not a violent man. I want to punch somebody. My my guess would be because I have uh, lived this experience. I'll be vague. My guess would be all the parents know that. All the parents know they're not enforcing the mask thing, and they're perfectly cool with it. In fact, yes. they prefer it. That would yes. be my guess. Now, we're going to run a little late. What else is new? But uh, I wanted to get to something else that we mentioned earlier, but it's absolutely worth hitting again. Um, Jack, I'll leave it up to you. Do you want to do the, do this now or take a quick break and come back? The The utter dishonesty of some governors citing COVID statistics. Okay, yeah, let's do that when we come back. I'll throw this in here since we were just talking about masks. The TSA has just announced they're going to extend the mask mandate for planes. Aren't planes one of the safest places you can be? I've heard a thousand times. Over Documented over and over and over again. Yes. Uh, But you are going to have to wear your mask on a plane at least until April 18th. The the requirement was set to expire March 18th, but they've extended it for at least another month. They've been extending it on a month-by-month basis. I'm guessing that's lawyers saying you better not. What's the downside to extending it? I hate you. I hope you get a painful skin condition. (laughs) I hope your eyes hurt. Uh, We've got more coming up. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Can you make a compromise with Putin? Can you trust Putin? Trust? Oh, no, I trust only my family. How can you make a deal with somebody you don't trust then? We have to. We have to, because to stop this war, how to stop this war? Only dialogue. And only dialogue with him. He is the president of Russia. That's President Zelensky speaking English there, mm-hmm. actually in his uh, bunker, wherever that is, with a vice reporter. Here's a little more of that. What would be your, your message to President Vladimir Putin right now? Right now. Right now, stop the war, begin to speak. That's it. And what if he doesn't? I think he will. I think he will. I think he sees that we are strong. He will. We need some time. Hard to imagine the kind of pressure that guy's under. Yeah, indeed. Absolutely. You know, that's an interesting dance that's going on there. Uh, Zelensky has to be openly saying dialogue, negotiation. Absolutely, I'm in, 100%. Um, Just because of, I don't know, the international community demands it. At the same time, it is absolutely beyond dispute, in my opinion, that uh, any negotiation is, is phony. The West, for the longest time, said, okay, you're freaked out about NATO's expansion. You want Ukraine to be uh, neutral. All right, we'll talk about it. We're not going to categorically, you know, uh, rule out them becoming part of NATO or the EU someday, like you're asking us to, but we'll talk to you. Absolutely. Putin wanted Ukraine to expand Russia. 
He ignored every opportunity, every honest opportunity to negotiate those issues that some people on the like the more isolationist right. Now, I'm not trying to be dismissive or anything, but, you know, what what else do you call Tulsi Gabbard and, and, and Tucker Carlson? Um, he ignored all those opportunities. That was all fake. He wanted Ukraine for his own. Well, and he wrote that really, really long opinion piece last year, which he reiterated a little bit with his speech now, what, three weeks ago. Where he went on and on about the history of Ukraine and it's important to Russia and how they're one people. That had, that wasn't about NATO is forcing me to do this. No, that's all an excuse. Right. So, again, Zelensky, I don't know precisely what you're going to negotiate other than get the hell out of our country. Yeah. Um. And so that was a vice reporter that got access to actually sit down and talk with Zelensky. And then the vice reporter was on NBC today talking a little bit about... You know, his security detail and stuff like that. It just seems like he shouldn't say anything. Um, maybe he thought he was helping Zelensky out by letting the Russians know, hey, he's got a lot of security. I would assume they know that. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've read a couple of uh, books by uh, war reporters, and that's a hell of a way to make a living. Yeah. Uh, Zelensky, obviously, under a lot of stress. So is everybody else, according to a new study. New poll finds Americans experiencing alarming levels of stress. This data suggests we've reached unprecedented levels of stress in this country, which will challenge our ability to cope. According to the CEO of the American Psychological Association, try and book a therapist or psychologist right now. It is impossible. I, I can attest to that, yep. It can't be done. It's trying to find help for a loved one, and it just, you can't find it. Yeah. Uh, I'll read this from a smart person who studies this sort of thing. Americans have been doing their best to persevere over these last two tumultuous years. I don't think I've, the last, I mean, the COVID part of it, the the divorce part of it's been horrible, but the COVID part of it, um, I don't feel like it's been that stressful for me. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, it was harder because the kids were home, so I guess that's its own kind of stress, but... Yeah, I, I haven't know. lost anybody close to me, so that yeah. helps. Yeah, that does help. But I, I, I don't know. I've never been that scared of the disease for me or my family, so mm-hmm. that helps. But Well, I, for what it's worth, I lost my mom, who is very close to me, but it had nothing to do with COVID. Data suggests we're now reaching unprecedented levels, as I mentioned. Uh, the poll found that the primary source of stress was soaring inflation right now. 87% of those surveyed said they were stressed by the cost of every di- everyday items. Uh, yeah. Inflation in the news today up 7.9% again, year to year, second month in a row, with the highest numbers in 40 years. Back to the poll. Another 81% said they were significantly stressed due to supply chain issues. So that's interesting that the highest numbers are inflation and supply chain. Let's go, Brandon. 81% of Americans cited global uncertainty surrounding Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Mm -hmm. While 80% said they feared retaliation from Russia through cyber attacks or nuclear threats. Worth mentioning that former NATO commander, American, on NBC Today said his biggest concern is not nuclear. He doesn't think Putin will go there, but he is quite concerned about serious cyber attacks. So thought that was interesting from a military guy, that that's his biggest concern. Yeah, and I'm sure been led to believe we are not really ready for cyber attacks. But he used the example of that Gulfstream attack, which was the biggest cyber attack in American history. Well, that was that East Coast oil pipeline, right? right? But even yeah. as big as that was, 
How long did that affect how many people? Well, right, I see your point. Although, you know, that times 10 would be pretty hairy. Yeah, I suppose. You don't know till you, till you experience one, I suppose. Um, some of the sources of stress, such as COVID, haven't changed over the last year. For example, in 2021, much of the stress surrounding the pandemic stemmed from, what would you say? Because I just said, like, I wasn't worried about that disease. That's not what people are mostly stressed about. What are people stressed about? Uh, the lockdown crap. Unhealthy behaviors associated with the COVID, such as unwanted weight gain and an increase in consuming alcoholic beverages. Mm. That's what's stressing people out. I'm gaining weight Shut and drinking. Shut up and pour me a drink. Gaining weight and drinking too much. Yeah, there's that. Huh. Now, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought about that. I don't worry about COVID. I worry about my eating habits and keeping my weight down. Yeah, you don't hit the sauce anymore, but uh, I do. And, and yeah, there was a point that I realized you are eating and drinking way too much, and I got I got control of it, though. Thank goodness. The effects of the pandemic on social lives and children, also a source of significant stress. 73% of U.S. parents, I, I'm in this category, worry that their children's social development is being negatively affected. That's because it is. Well, my kids aren't small anymore, but I've been worried as hell about all of your kids because this is awful what we've done to them. While 61% worry their children's academic development or emotional health is being affected. Yeah, that's because it is. You other 40% are wrong. Only 61? Great mother of blindness, Batman. The length of the pandemic is also causing optimism to wane. According to the study, two-thirds of adults reported that the surfacing of each new variant causes them to lose hope that the pandemic will end. I don't know. I guess I'm in the other third on that one. Uh, while 64% say they feel they've missed moments they will never get back. You know, your other 36% are wrong about that one, too. Yes, time with family, trips, all kinds of different things have missed out on that are never going to come back. And I will stop talking about this when I die of COVID or something else. Those who balanced risk in the things that make life living didn't miss out on nearly as many. True. Those of you who are so COVID-obsessed, you, to quote my own T-shirt, you're so obsessed with not dying that you forgot to live. You can get an Armstrong and Getty t-shirt. Don't be so obsessed with not dying that you forget to live. And it has a big majestic elk on it for some reason. <laughs> it's a fabulous t-shirt available at armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah, my kids and I did a trip in the heart of the pandemic. I mean, we were there was nobody on the planes and the hotel was empty and we got a glorious room for like 90 bucks. And uh, ate at an empty restaurant, <laughs> and because uh, nobody was traveling, and I, I had zero concern about the COVID. And maybe I'm stupid for that, or I don't think I am. But maybe well, and so. Judy and I had innumerable backyard barbecues and get-togethers with with our friends, uh, Redneck and Regular Neck, because um, <laughs> because we figured, okay, at our age and our health, the chances are overwhelming that we'd do fine anyway. And so we decided to keep living our lives. And, oh, man, and, and, a man, a man with your constitution, the COVID should be frightened of you. Oh, please. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Diseases come to me to die. They commit suicide by getting into my bloodstream. Huh? <laughs> anyway, so if you're feeling a higher level of stress, so is everyone else, according to that. And you can't see a therapist if you want to anyway, if you think that would help. And I'm not sure that it does. But, um, yeah. God, those people are making the money. Been a lot of uh, articles about that. 
work as often as you want or as little as you want, charge practically whatever you want, and don't take any insurance, just cash only. That's the way everybody's operating in the uh, mental health care field right now. Wow. And just wow. making more money than they can know what to do with. They're the or least you, stressed people in America. Or you go with, the, yeah, no kidding. They can't believe how great. They got a boat named Anxiety. Um, <laughs> I, I suggest the three Bs. Buddies, Bible, Bottle. There you go. Now it's up to you in what proportion. I am not a mental health professional. <laughs> Buddies, Bible, Bottle. The three Bs. Mm. Got to be a book out with you on the cover. Your arms crossed. <laughs> that would not sell much at all. <laughs> that would be a doorstop. Homes across America. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. And for President Duda, I wanted to know if you think, and if you asked the United States to specifically accept more refugees. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) A friend in need is a friend indeed. (laughs) Okay, so this time... Wow. So weird. I finally figured Madam, out exactly. The situation is very complex. This is what right. I was saying. So I finally figured out exactly what happened there. The question was to the president of Poland, have you asked the United States to accept more refugees? And he looked at, at Kamala and said, would you? And she cracked up. Yes, well, a friend indeed is a friend indeed. <laughs> she is freaking nuts. Huh. Or just dumb as a post or something. What is going on with that? I need to follow that more. Figure out what's going on there. <sighs> I know I'm always predicting World War Three, which is uh, uh, people have used shorthand for what would happen if Russia and the United States start throwing nukes at each other. Um, currently, it it doesn't look like a world war is on the table because Russia's alone. You see, in the other world wars that we named World War One and World War Two, there were lots and lots and lots of countries at war, and uh, and 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 multiples on both sides. Whereas right now, it's Russia against everyone. If China threw in with them, I suppose, then it'd become a different never, thing. No, never, that's never going to happen. China's so. way too calculating. They're they're building slowly toward what they picture as world domination. There's no way they would they would throw in with a crackpot uh, world war. But one of the aspects of the world wars is other countries thought, "Okay, here's the time that I'm going to do what I've been wanting to do." And uh Pakistan is accusing India of firing a projectile at its territory right now, and I see one of their military people on a video making accusations. So there's two countries that could have been on the verge of war every day for since 1948, 49 and uh then you got a world war. Yeah, boy, India is an interesting case if you really want to geek out on international relations in that they get a lot of their arms from Russia, and so they don't want to upset Putin at all. So they've kind of sat on their hands during this whole thing and 
and not said much in spite of the fact that, you know, I've thought for a while they're buddying up to us. But anyway, uh, realpolitik, they don't want to upset their arms dealers. They got a minus 20 degrees Celsius cold snap going on in Ukraine. That is that possible? Minus 20 Celsius? How cold is that? What is that Fahrenheit? I don't know what that is. As hell. thousand degrees below zero? Something like that? Yes. Um, yeah. Stranded Russian troops face dying in tanks that will become 40-ton ice freezers during the cold snap. Wow. I don't know. That's a tough way to go. I take every tiny bit of information I get about this war with a giant grain of salt. Because I have no idea what's true and what's not. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, probably a good good way to look at it. The hospital's uh, pretty well documented, but like this, I have no idea. Yeah. Now, somebody uh, somebody wrote to us and said, guys, that hospital's actually been closed for a little while. That's what the Russians uh, are saying, yes. So uh, whether well, or not that's true, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. But uh, why are you bombing a hospital at all, whether it's closed or open? He bombed hospitals regularly in Syria, so you can't act right. like it's just completely uh, crazy to think that he may have bombed a hospital with people in it. 100% correct, yep. So uh, on a totally different topic, if, if, if I might, I was just looking at some of the labor numbers that are just nuts. Bureau of Labor Statistics uh, out with the new numbers for January. Uh, 2.8% of workers, almost 3%, quit their jobs in January alone. 3% of the workforce said, you can't fire me, I quit, in one month following up several other months where that happened. So the great resignation is continuing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Not slowing down at all. That should be and, getting uh, more attention. Many of those folks for better or more high-paying opportunities elsewhere because the labor market's so hot. The number of job openings remain near all-time high at eleven all-time highs rather at eleven point three million. Eleven point three million jobs open now. Some of them are entry-level jobs, minimum wage jobs, that sort of thing. Quite a few are not. So it's a record number of jobs that are open. People quitting like crazy. How does this turn out? I think most, like with most things, it'll, it'll uh, settle down bit by bit and then uh, be f- more or less forgotten, just remembered by economists, how, how, uh, like how, the, the inflation. How long is customer service going to be the worst it's ever been in my lifetime? Well, it's gotten worse like every year since I turned 12, so I don't, I don't know how to answer that question. But it has gone leaps and bounds during the pandemic. Yeah, it's uh, amazingly sucky. I mean, cool, because a lot of the customer service stuff is like very uh, um, uh, low level. And if you got a record number of job openings, you know, you move up to something better. So you got to hire an even less competent person to take their spot. Or less motivated. Yeesh. I don't want the show to be over, but I am ready. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. Wouldn't that be delightful? Let's start in the control room with our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael? You know, if gas prices get high enough, more things from the 70s are going to come back. Hitchhiking and people riding in the bed of a pickup truck. Yes. I remember both of those as a kid. Good times. Love it. Sweet hitchhiker. Uh, Young Alex is our behind-the-scenes producer doing a fine job. Alex, a final thought for us? I was wrong yesterday. We did not get a deal with the Major League players and the owners, but I'm more hopeful today. They seem to have cleared the last hurdle. They're getting an offer within the next hour. Fingers crossed, baseball fans. Yeah, that's a good update. I saw that, uh, that this is an indication things may have come together. If you get this, I don't need to tell you, and if you don't... 
You wouldn't get it. I want baseball so much. Anyway, Jack, final thought for us? Maybe you're already there. Uh, I took a little trip last night and then calculated what it cost me to drive over there and back. It was 25 bucks. I'm going to start putting some thought into, yeah, kids, we don't need to go to that park. That would cost $30 to drive there and back. It's getting that expensive. And uh, my final thought is, what do you think Putin is thinking and what do you think he's going to do now that he's made so many terribly wrong assumptions about Ukraine. What are his options? Email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We'll feature him tomorrow, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Um, yeah. Man, every day has the potential to be just a blockbuster news day right now. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. Might just settle into a long slog, too. We'll see. Uh, so many people to thank so little time. Here's what happens if you go to armstrongandgetty.com. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Our hot links are there. It's clicks. All the articles we talked about, videos, great stuff. That's hot links. You can get some A&G swag, like the Don't Forget to Live t-shirt. Uh, Stupid Should Hurt is the classic. Whatever you like. All sorts of good stuff at the website. Oh, and the podcasts. Get them there. Cool. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. There'll be order in the house. Armstrong and Getty. It'd be better with less ping and yep. more bouge. You're absolutely right. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gun. There's a freaking war going on. I am here, standing here on the northern flank, on the eastern flank. I, are you sure of that, dude? Okay. Are you sure? The blanking is really where the rubber meets the road. That's the point. The blanking. <laughs> <laughs> that high note? Thank you very much. Armstrong and Getty.